What's going on, everybody? DeVore, Havoc, mm-hmm. Shake Shake Money. This is the Not For Debate podcast. Be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, comment, and most definitely share. You can also listen to us on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and Anchor, and also all other major streaming platforms. We have a special guest this evening, Shake Money's longtime friend, Joe Machado, 1978, but he has given me permission this evening to just call him Joe. What's going on, Joe? Ain't nothing, just here, chilling with you guys this evening. Hey, appreciate you coming out, man. No problem. Me too. Now, <laughs> I guess the first the first question I'm going to ask is, how did y'all meet? <laughs> um... We live on the same neighborhood. That's how my little brother was the one that's, I don't know how it happened. They were just outside. They came across each other. And next thing you know, my little brother and him just walked right in my room. And it was on since then. That was back in the day when folks used to be outside the house. (laughs) What year was this? Because, oh, man, oh, man. I don't know what year it was like late eighties. Like eighty eight, eighty nine, around that time. Eighty eight, yeah. eighty nine, so I wasn't even born yet. Uh, shout out to Quint <laughs> Riddle in the chat, by the way. <laughs> so let me ask you this. Back in eighty eight, eighty nine, what what were little boys doing back then? Um, I had a bunch of wrestling action figures in Nintendo. I was, yes, I was into all that, you know. Um, Shake was the one that brought the Nintendo to my house uh-huh. for the very first time. That was the first time I ever played Nintendo from him bringing it over to my house. So, you know, that's how it was. That's what we were doing when we were kids. It was a lot of wrestling stuff. And, and Nudie Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know, two live crew. <laughs> See, I was, that was a little bit before my time. I was... I was about four years old, so <laughs> I wasn't even born yet. <laughs> I, was, I was like, I was like, I was, I was on that uh, Nintendo, and you know, you grow up in South Florida, you just play out in the street all day, and then you just go go home, and it's time for dinner time. So uh, mm-hmm. that's 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 basically what what we did. You play street football, play street baseball, basketball, street how you name it. You was out in the street all day. Yep. Uh, the funny thing about me and Joe, though, was my mom was saying that Joe was the bad influence, and his mom was saying that I was the bad influence. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, okay, so I'm interested to hear a, uh, I don't want to say a bad story because I don't want to get nobody in trouble those. here. Yeah, so you got too many of those? Okay, so go ahead and tell y'all. me the best one. Tell me the best one. How about y'all that? Y'all see DeVore trying right. to jam y'all up? Mm. All right, I'll right, tell you what. I'll tell you the funniest one. Me and me, back in the day, we used to, um, we were out of high school. We were about, I was about 19 and 20. We used to get homeless guys to buy our liquor. And there was a lot of those in, in Carroll City. Mm-hmm. So what we used to do is we, hey, my boy, he's in a wheelchair. He's in an electrical wheelchair. He used to put a, a radio on the side of it, and we used to uh, uh, blast a lot of music, mostly Bone Thugs and Harmony and Tupac. But anyway, um, 
I would sit in the back of his chair and we ride to the flea market from our house, which was like, all right, our house was on 195th, 199th and, and 27th, 47th. The flea market was on 183rd and 27th. So we used to ride in a wheelchair and we, we got drunk one night. And what, what I used to do was I used to sit in the back of his chair and we used to drive the, ride the flea market. Everybody would be like, oh, shit. Look, look at him, you know, because they never seen nothing like that, you know? So, um, I, when I used to lean forward, back forward, he would pop a willy. So, me and, we were out in the parking lot. The barbershop was like, hey, come over here. Oh, we want to, we want to, we want you to show us the, the willy again. So, he did the willy, right? <laughs> but he wanted to get fancy with it because we were both drunk our ass, up our asses at this point. I drank like two bottles of Cisco. He drank like about three or four uh, 40 ounces at the time. Um, which you can't you buy in Florida. You, you said three or four 40 <laughs> ounces at this time? Were you in middle school no, at this time? Uh, you can't Jay? buy 40 ounces and not anymore. But it's uh, 32. But yeah, he, yeah, that was Joe Drake. But anyway, he tried to do a 360 to impress everybody. But instead of doing a 360, we both fell over. <laughs> 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 oh man and i was laughing and my and everybody's like oh man how can you laugh at your homeboy who fell off his wheelchair and they I, we looked at him we had this big old smile <laughs> and then um we were crossing the street that night and we almost got hit by a car i'm like joe we almost got hit by that car he's like huh he dude, dude was was sleeping while he was driving. I'm like, oh, oh shit! My gosh. <laughs> <laughs> this, this man was WWI, wheeling while in pain. So that's pretty much that's one of our, our our funny stories. Okay, okay, that's what's up. So let me ask you this, Joe, because Shake, he's a Miami Heat fan. And he was telling me that you're a Los Angeles Lakers fan. So would you like to elaborate on how you ended up being the Los Angeles Lakers fan? Consider how you're on the East Coast. Um, yeah. Well, growing up, I was a Chicago fan at first. Michael Jordan, man, that's who I was on, Michael Jordan. And then, you know, when their run ended, I still kept my eye on the Bulls. But we know how they, they were trash and still is. And but then, you know, by being a Bulls fan, you know, Phil Jackson kept coaching. And I also was a fan of Shaquille O'Neal. So when he came into the league and moved over to L.A., you know, I I was watching from a distance, but wasn't really like rooting for them and whatever. But when Phil Jackson got over there and then, you know, we're hearing about this Kobe Bryant guy. And he's supposed to be the next thing to Michael Jordan. So when I'm watching and seeing all the comparisons to Michael Jordan, and then I'm like, you got Phil Jackson as your coach. So you could say basically Phil Jackson is what kind of like lured me over there and became a fan. And that's what it is. It's still like that since Phil became a, you know, back in 2000, I believe it was. Okay, that's what's up. So I'm, I'm assuming you developed some type of love for Kobe too as well when you moved over to the Lakers. I mean, I already had my eye on him since I was hearing about him in the mid-90s when they were talking about this guy coming out of high school and all that. You know, when I saw Kevin Garnett come out the year before out of high school, and I'm like, okay, mm-hmm. it might be a little thing that's happening with high school students and whatever. But then Kobe was the last one at that time, and then LeBron came out years later. But 
yeah, you know, I was watching Kobe, then I I remember watching all the air balls and he shot, you know, against Utah and stuff like that. And I'm like, I don't know about this mic comparison they talking about, but <laughs> you know, <laughs> you know. But he eventually got it together when Phil came over. You know, Phil got it all under control, and I don't know. I guess that's what happened. I guess that you know that's why they call him the Zen Master. Yeah. I guess Phil, Phil, but Phil actually Phil let him play though, because back in the day it was Dell Harris, and he was out there uh, playing Eddie Jones over yeah. Kobe Bryant. All right. Once they got once they got Dell Harris about about the picture, they got Shaq. They moved out Eddie Jones. Uh, mm-hmm. They what? They shipped out Nick Van Exel. Mm-hmm. That team, that team, that team was ready to go. So you, so you never, you were never a Heat fan. No. So you a team switcher? You just, you just. You I, just mean, <laughs> I mean, you if t- you want to call it that, I mean, you can, <laughs> but not really. I mean, I followed. Like I said, you know, there was a, it was a connection. Oh, you more, more like you follow players. Yes. Okay. Kind of sort of because you know, like I said, I. I I liked Shaq, but I didn't, you know, I watched Shaq, but whatever, he was in Orlando, but I was a Bulls fan, like mm-hmm. straight up Bulls. It was Jordan and, and Pippen all day with me, you know, and I seen other players all around the league and whatever. And then Shaq was just the most dominant guy at the time, so he had my eye on him. Mm-hmm. And, you know, and then I'm, I'm hearing how he just left Orlando and everything that he's done in such a short time by getting that team to the finals, and then they get swept. And and then he just leaves. It's like whatever. I don't want to be there, so I'm gone. He took the money and went on to L.A. So I was still watching. I didn't. I didn't really jump on L.A. like that. I was just watching to see what he was doing over there. Mm-hmm. But you know, like I mentioned, it was just the 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 whole thing with Phil Jackson going over there was the the dagger for me. Because you know, yeah. I seen Shaq and Kobe go over there together, and now, you know, I'm like I'm looking, but whatever. But then, you know, my guys are done. Chicago was done. Mike was out of the league. You know, when no Mike came back in the league, but he was a wizard. You know, that wasn't right. the same Mike, even though yeah. he had little moments, but that wasn't the same Mike. That was ever. jump shot Jordan. Yeah, straight up. <laughs> he didn't do too much anymore like what he was able to do before. So, but mm-hmm. yeah, he had he had that, and it was actually I actually enjoyed watching it because he still had the athletic talent. It's just he couldn't. He just couldn't pull it out the bag for you know, forty minutes a night anymore. Mm-mm. But jump shot was jump shot was looking crisp whole season all season long though. I remember that much. Yeah, he averaged he averaged like twenty a game, right? Twenty twenty two. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like he was out. He was out there still, still giving them the work. I remember one of his last games uh, versus the Hawks in the MCI Center. Okay, I I I. Honestly, I just looked at that as Michael Jordan seeing, saying to himself, you know, I still got it. And he came back and he still had it. And that was it. It's like, all right, Mike, like we all, like, everybody knows you got it, Mike. Like you ain't, you ain't got to be out here at 40 something years old uh, trying to show everybody the business. Like, like I get it. Like the second he went on the court, he basically was the best player on that team. Um, although they had just drafted Rip Hamilton as well, and Rip Hamilton was his backup in Washington. Uh, mm-hmm. yeah. Everybody was real young over there at the time. Mm-hmm. You know, they had a, Ty, a young Ty Lue. You're right. You're right. I mean, honestly, what name name a team Ty Lue didn't play for? 
He didn't play for it, but uh, you're right, though. Jump shot Jordan. The best, the best thing about that season was the All Star game, because um, Jordan was in his last All Star game, and he hit, he hit like the game winning shot over Kobe in the All Star game. That was amazing. Mm-hmm. But wait a didn't that wasn't the All Star game that went to overtime, and Kevin Garnett basically stole the MVP award from Jordan. Is that was that it was? Did it go to overtime? It went to overtime. Okay. Jordan basically hit the game tying shot. He hit okay. He hit the shot to to, to send him to overtime. Gotcha. Right, and then gotcha. Kevin Garnett took over in the overtime, and he yeah. and uh, was it him that won the MVP? It I might, think it might have been. It might have been yeah. because his MVP season was two thousand and four. So there was like a a three year span where Ed, where Kevin Garnett was 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 that guy. Yeah. Then he got injured, but still that guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he yeah, because you know he bounced back um when he got back when he got to Boston. He was right. a monster then. Yeah, well the, the first season in Boston was amazing. And then he got injured mm-hmm. and and he be he ba- he basically just was like a defensive leader slash decoy on offense because he couldn't he didn't have the bounce anymore. Yeah. Still love KG though. Still one of my favorite players. Real quick, Joe. Uh, as far as your top three goats, well, Come on, let's man. let's let's rank your top three best players of all time here. In board basketball. Basketball, yes. Oh man, you know people always ask me this, and um, they think I'm crazy when I when I say um, point five Jordan, point five Kobe. You know that equals my one. That's fair. One A, one B. You know something like that. I'm mad at it. I yeah, mean, I'm not mad at it. Yes. Um, and three because it's three. Um, I would have to throw in um, Shaq. I mean, I would say Bill Russell. I didn't see him play. Yeah. I'm shocked you ain't say LeBron. Yeah. Um, <laughs> not really. Look, Listen. man. Kobe, Kobe, hey, look, hey, look. Kobe, Kobe, Kobe guys don't ride with LeBron that way. Hold on. Yes. See, see, thank you. See, listen, I have nothing but respect for LeBron. But see, the thing is with LeBron, LeBron, sometimes he doesn't give it to me because sometimes I feel he plays too soft. And I also feel like this man, you you are a freight train, you know, and I get it. Maybe your body is tired. I don't know. But, man, sometimes when you want to put it on, you put it on. But I'm like, if you could do this at will, you can be this so-called goat that people are arguing about. But here's the thing. I've seen LeBron James give up on defense too many times. I've seen I've seen LeBron James struggle in high school. Like when he was supposed to be this phenom, you know, he was struggling then. He didn't win championships like that. What he won his last, what he won, one? He won, a, he won a championship uh, his senior year, right? But he got there his junior year too. But they lost. I mean, I'm not, you know, it, into it, that. It's, like, <laughs> a, it's like LeBron. But it's like this: LeBron's every first chance he got, he always loses. I'm not gonna hold him to to losing a championship when he was 15. But uh, 
I mean, uh, to, to, to the, the soft thing, look, if, if you look at LeBron, clearly he doesn't, he doesn't pattern his game based on his body size. Like, if he patterned his game based on his body size, he'd be a power forward. But he really is the remix of Magic Johnson. He's, I understand. He's a pass-first guy. In my opinion, he just happens to be huge. So, and so here's, my, here's my problem with him, though. Mm-hmm. Just like you said, he's huge. So yeah. when you have a guy like Stephen Curry in front of you, why don't you go right through him? It's an easy basket or a foul. Curry well, can't stop that. I mean, that's a great point. <laughs> that's that, that. That's a guy. I mean, I I I would imagine that's what happened. Um, the year that Cleveland actually did uh, win that national one, not national champ, win the world championship over the Golden State is they was doing it was Kyrie and LeBron switching all the time, and they switched Steph on onto LeBron. You see what happens is, and this is I see why people have criticisms of LeBron. A lot of times when you, when LeBron gets into the finals, then he starts you know backing dudes backing guards down the post. Mm-hmm. Like he he gets to the business in the finals, but during the regular season, man, he's Magic Johnson, bro. He's out here trying to pass the ball around, trying to get everybody involved because he knows he can get his. And but he also knows he has to give his teammates confidence. Like a guy with LeBron, he he got he got mostly role players around him. He don't have a ton of talent around him. He got mostly role players, so you got to give him confidence. Yeah, right. kind of like kind of like what D Wade was saying back in the day um, when the team the team became trash and he was averaging like thirty something a game, and they had Michael Beasley, basically Michael Beasley and, and, and Dwayne Wade. And he was just like, I, I'm not putting up a million shots a game because I want these guys to get confidence. So when we need them to, you know, when it's when it's a, a ride or die situation, they're, 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 the moment isn't too big for them. Mm-hmm. So that's that's what I. I mean, I'm I'm a Miami, I'm like all Miami fan, Heat, Marlins, Dolphins, you name it. And mm-hmm. for me, like I'm not a bitter LeBron hating Miami fan. Like I appreciate. I appreciate championships. You come to my franchise, you give me championships. I'm gonna be appreciative of that. Uh, mm-hmm. But I mean, I don't seen if I, I think the main thing here's the main thing. Le, I think Kobe and Michael Jordan were, and and this might actually be why people kind of like them a bit more than LeBron is that they're these dudes are kind of like kind of dickheads like. <laughs> kind of like, like, kind of like if you watch Hell's Kitchen and you see Gordon Ramsay out there yelling at people. Yet, like, if he was yelling at you, you'd hate him. But when you're watching it, you love it. I think it's kind of like that. Where you look at LeBron, you look at uh, Kobe, you look at Michael, you see them getting on their teammates, digging into them, and you like, yeah, get into them. But if you if you was a teammate, you didn't like that very much. But LeBron, that's that's just that's just not his vibe. He's not out here trying to. He's trying to be everybody's friend, basically. Mm-hmm. And, and I, don't, I don't have a problem with none of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you want to be friends with the league, no problem. But at the same time, everybody's goal is to win a championship. You can't mm-hmm. sit up here and tell me you want to win, and then when the, the when everything starts to get tough, then all of a sudden you're just out there like a chicken with his head cut off. You don't all of a sudden know what to do. I mean, we've seen him – in Miami, the one we know the shot. Come on, Ray Allen. 
-hmm. Ray Allen. Ray, this man was bungling. He was bungling. If it wasn't for Chris Bosh with the offensive board and the pass out to Ray Allen, LeBron probably would be sitting on maybe just one championship with the Heat. We don't know what would happen the next year. We don't. Maybe they might have gotten revenge on the Spurs the next year had he lost that year. But we don't know. But mm. I just feel like you just, you know, like you say, he doesn't like to use his body like like um, most guys. You would probably. But I just feel like when you have that ability, and I feel like you, you can use it to, the, to your advantage, just go for it. Why not? Because I feel like if Michael Jordan was that size, he'd definitely kill everybody with it. You know mm. what I'm saying? Yeah, I'll give you that one. I mean, you know, I think what we're talking about now is is that the, the killer mentality. Um, you know, I, in my opinion, LeBron is probably outside of Andre Miller, probably the most cerebral player in the league. He he prefers like he he may be the biggest, fastest, strongest dude, but he really sees himself as a chess master. Uh-huh. Like he's he's not like Giannis is a dude who's all body, right? Like he's Euro stepping from half court to the basket, basically. Um LeBron is trying to beat you with his mind. And you know, sometimes that's not that's not what's called for, but that's that that's who he is. He, and he, Yeah, he wants to be he wants to show he wants to give you the Tim Duncan of the game. But I will say this much though. If you make it to the NBA Finals and your second best player is Mo Williams, I gotta tip my cap to you. Oh, havoc! <laughs> I gotta tip my cap to you, man. Mm, mm, mm. I'm not even gonna. I'm not even gonna touch on that. Um, <laughs> Joe, we go. We gonna switch over to your Cowboys here. <laughs> okay. First things first. I know it's a very, very disappointing season for your Dallas Cowboys because I know y'all have big expectations almost every single year. But do you think if Dak Prescott would have remained in the lineup for all sixteen games, y'all would have had y'all would have made the playoffs? Yes. Yes. I think with Dak Prescott in the lineup, we would have made the playoffs. Okay. Now, with that being said. I agree with them, by the way. Here, here we go with this question. Does Dak Prescott have a future with the Dallas Cowboys, considering the fact he had the dislocated ankle and the compound and the compound fracture? And there's 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 talks about them ended up giving him another franchise tag, which I believe we discussed this backstage is going to be 37, $37.7 million uh, in a franchise tag, which they have to, they had to give him a long-term deal by March 9th. So as far as Dak Prescott in the Dallas Cowboys uniform, do you think that's going to happen? Do I think it's going to happen? I think so. Long-term or another franchise tag? Let me, let me both. clarify that. Both. So I, you- think both. I think, I think Dak, because right now, the person that's doing all the talking that's coming out of Dak's camp is basically his brother with the little shade that he's throwing out there all the time. Every time he's seeing or hearing something about Dak, you're never hearing anything from Dak. And why is that? Because Dak is too much of a nice guy. And Dak accepted the first franchise tag. Look what happened to him. 
I think Dak would accept the second one just because he'll know now whoever does decide to pay him after this season, you have to give him 37 or better. And he was already asking for 40. So if he has a good season wherever he's at, don't you think somebody's going to have to pay him? I was just saying for for the Dallas Cowboys perspective, considering how they've been flirting with with Dak for the past couple of years. Right, and that's why I think the Cowboys is going to sit up there and pay him. They're gonna they're gonna milk this all the way down to as far as they can, and this is it right here. This is the straw. Right after this, for all his money right now, he's it's going to be guaranteed. So take this. You force them to give you what you want, and it's going to happen. It's going to be in Dallas. Hmm. This kind of reminds me of a scenario that a lot of NFL franchises end up in where you have maybe not I would say Dak Prescott is a very good bordering on on the edge of being a great quarterback. Not the greatest, but very good bordering on being a great quarterback. And a lot of of franchises they mess up their future giving these dudes these record-breaking contracts. Look at the Rams. You had your boy Jared Goff out there. Gave him one good season. Got paid. And then, eventually, what was, in my opinion, very apparent, because Todd Gurley gave him all that cover fire all season, dude was trash. And so now you have a very expensive piece of trash on your roster. Now, I'm not saying if you pay Dak, that's going to happen. But I am a little hesitant to give a very good player like 20% of my cap. You know what I mean? Like that's At my, some like, point in time, you're going to have to give it up, Happy, yes, you if will. you have a franchise quarterback. I, I, I understand. I Yes, you do. Yes, <laughs> I understand. Some, at, at a certain point, it's, it's Dak Prescott or Ben DiNucci. So I get it. It's 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 a it's a virtual gun to your head, basically. And th- that man's gonna get paid in the re and the fact that you paid Amari and Zeke first when you should have taken care of him first when you should have taken care of Dak first. He's the quarterback. His price only gonna go up higher and higher. And his price is bound to go up much higher than Amari Cooper or, or Ezekiel Elliott's price would go up. So of course you wanna take care of him first. So my opinion, the Cowboys have just messed this whole situation up. But Dak will be back. Hey, um, let me ask this. Everybody can answer. All right, number one, um, um, I can't think of that, that redhead dude's name. Dalton got hit and nobody really cared. Remember? <laughs> yeah. I, now, let me ask you a question. If that was Dak Prescott that hit, he got hit, do you think there'll be repercussions or, or the same thing? Hmm. Hmm. I think the Cowboys were checked out of last season, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. I thought I like you watch. They 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 look like they were checked out all season, in my opinion. And like, I think they. And I think yeah. They, I think they would have gained the taxes. Yeah, but I mean, it's it's almost like a lost season for them. You know what I mean? It, it was. And- Man, yeah, that's... at that point. Because when was that? Like two weeks, a week later or two weeks after Dak's injury? Uh, 
Yeah, I think it might have been like the next week or so. Something like that. Right, so it was like week six or week seven. So it wasn't really... I mean, they only had one win probably at that time because it was against um, the Falcons. Yeah, but even even if Dak was... I mean, I, I would I would agree with you that the Cowboys would have made the playoffs just because the NFC East was terrible. It was a terrible conference. conference. Right, because look at what they, they had a chance. It came down to the last game of the season. I I saw a I saw a team with a losing record go to the playoffs. Like the NFC East is trash. This is, bro. Second, this is the second time I've seen this. <laughs> so, you know, at at a certain point, like, could they have done it? I don't see how they couldn't have if Dak was healthy. But at a certain point, yeah, yeah you got you got to pay that man. Yeah, I believe that they would have made they would have done something because you look at the Redskins situation. My bad, excuse me, not the Washington football. The yeah. Washington football team. You look at them and the Dwayne Haskins situation and how that just went crazy for them. And then um, the Eagles with Carson Wentz. They don't know what's going on over there. Mm-hmm. And then the Giants. Daniel Jones can't keep his feet. You know, so <laughs> it's like everything that can go wrong just went wrong mm. over I- there. So so let's 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 look forward to 2021. How do, how do you see your Cowboys? Um, long as Jerry Jones is still doing what he does, we'll be eight and eight. <laughs> you're going with eight and eight. You're not going. You're not going oh, right, above five hundred. Uh, okay, a good nine and seven. That's doable. Is I mean, that is that is that the that's Dallas it. Cowboys, the NFC East champions? Yep. Nope, nope, nope. I like you, honest. Who's who's the NFC East champion? It depends on what the Washington football team does. Their defensive line is Mm -hmm. all point. Give them a quarterback. Give them Dak, and I watch. Just watch. Because that's all he's going to really need. Washington Washington just bring it back, Henneke, who started that playoff game for him. Yeah, they got him up for a two-year deal. After two years, eight million. He may actually yep. be like a. He may actually be something. So, I still wouldn't. I would still would recommend the Washington football team of possibly looking at a quarterback in the draft too, as well. Though, where are they at right now? Okay, I don't know where they are. Are they even in position to get a quarterback right now? No. Well, they ain't got to get a first round draft quarter pick quarterback, oh, okay. but probably like you know, like a second rounder to. You know, yeah. bringing some competition because it's not like Heineke was uh, a first round pick where you're not exactly invested in him. Yeah, they like they like him a lot though. Like, I don't I don't know what it is about him. Maybe it's like a, the underdog story, a dude who came in and, and did his job basically. Because uh, it, it appears that everyone and like all his teammates ride with him, and they've he only been around for a few weeks, so. And, it's, and, it's, and it kind of goes back to earlier conversations we had. You know, we don't see the practices. We don't see the little, you know, the, the locker room interactions that these guys have. So there's something about him, man. They, 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 they're riding with him. That being yeah. said, you bring, I mean, they, you, they, they'll ride with you until they, they bring in someone better than you. All right. So we'll, we'll have to see. 
Well, it, it's funny how you you was you didn't say the Philadelphia Eagles was going to end up winning the division because I feel like there is it's 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 going to be close between. Well, it's going to be close between all three of y'all because I honestly I don't think none of y'all are that very good. Maybe Philly and New York if they figure out their quarterback situation because I feel like New York's defense is, is extremely underrated. But this this poses my next question. When it comes down to all these franchise quarterbacks possibly being traded, Russell Wilson, Carson Wentz, and, and, and Deshaun Watson, which quarterback do you think is going to end up being traded first? Or has a better chance of being traded? Let me ask you that. A better chance to be traded. Well, rumor is Carson Wentz is supposed to have been traded sometime this week already. So maybe he's moving first. I don't know where. I mean, Chicago, Indy. Indy been needing a quarterback since Andrew Luck left. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah. They tried Jacoby Brissett. Didn't work out. Yeah. I feel like I feel like that that one is that one. Carson Wentz is the interesting one because nobody's willing to give up a first round pick for Carson Wentz. Mm. I mean, I mean, I think if you look at the situation, one Russell Wilson doesn't really want to be traded. He just wants offensive linemen. That's that's that 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 that's a smokescreen. He don't want to go nowhere. Now Wentz, he may be. You know who Carson Wentz reminds me of? Carson Wentz reminds me of, of Jeff Gannon. The the, the, the quarterback for the Raiders mm-hmm. didn't really put it together until he was in his, his early 30s. And then he paired up with the right coach, got him the right receivers, gave him the right just gave him the right system, and he had an MVP season. So that that that's who when I look at Carson Wentz, that's who I kind of compare him to. He's kind of like Jeff Gannon right now, where you see the talent, he can run a little bit, he can throw the ball a little bit. I don't know if he's getting, um, like, contrasting information from the coaching staff because he's horrible in the pocket. <laughs> I mean, they didn't, they're, not, they're not giving him any favors. If you look at the wide receivers, he has to work with in Philadelphia, but uh, or the coaching, quite frankly. That's why the coach got fired. I was about to say, have it. Be careful. Doug, Doug was, Peterson, boy. I mean, how do you go from from dialing dialing up the Philly special in the Super Bowl to having clear time management issues? You're having clear substitution issues. You're having clear quarterback issues. Like the whole thing fell apart. And quite honestly, the whole thing basically fell apart as soon as the Super Bowl was over. They brought back the basically the same team, and that team was not the same team. So, Wentz may have may it may just be that the administration in Philly just didn't 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 have it together, and Wentz may may be a casualty of that. Now, in terms of Watson, who knows? <laughs> <laughs> who knows with Watson? Who knows, man? I hear I hear I hear I hear something different every single day. So yep. who know who knows at this point. Now now there's a rumor now. There's a rumor now there's a possibility there's going to be a four-way trade. Did y'all hear that rumor? Nope. With who? Okay. So it's a it's a it's a rumor about a four a four-team trade. Those four teams are the New York Jets, 
the San Francisco 49ers, the Houston Texans, and the Seattle Seahawks. The Jets will receive Russell Wilson. The 49ers will receive Deshaun Watson. The Houston Texans will receive Sam Darnold. Three first-round picks and one second. And the Seattle Seahawks will receive Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo, Joe, uh, Nick Bosa, and two first-round picks. That trade is never going to happen, number one. Wow. <laughs> that's that's that that trade that tra- that is that is a straight Madden trade. That is never happening. It's a possibility. Nick Bosa. Uh, yeah, no. I can see it. No, no, that ain't happening. Oh, but, but, but why, why, would they, why would they give up Nick Bosa? Because because you got to think about it. Russell Wilson's a franchise quarterback. Deshaun Watson, franchise quarterback. In return, in return, the Texans are getting three first-round picks and a second for Deshaun Watson. And then you look at the Houston Texans. Oh, excuse me, not the Houston Texans. The Seattle Seahawks for Russell Wilson. They're getting two first-round picks and Nick Bosa. So I think that's even. Mm-hmm. They ain't moving Nick Bosa. Oh, he is coming off of ACL tear too as well. So. Let's 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 also take that into consideration. I, mean, I understand the talent. I mean, let's take into consideration half the superstars in the league come got torn ACLs. Like that ain't you know what I mean? That that ain't that ain't what it used to be where dudes tear ACLs and they just don't they they're just not good anymore. Like half these dudes got torn ACLs these days now. You know what I mean? As a matter of oh, fact, Watson it. tore his twice, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. He got a torn AC. He done torn. He ain't got no more ACLs to tear. <laughs> and, they want, and they want to give three first rounds for that. Hey, uh, you know what? Uh, Quint Riddle was in the chat last night. I was on. I was on Mace's Mace's channel. By the way, shout out to Mace Mace Taggart. Excellent streaming channel. And they it, it opened my eyes a little bit as far as the worth of those first round picks. What good is a first round pick? If you're in the conversation of being in the Super Bowl every year, exactly, they're almost second round picks. So That's why, true. so why are we, why, why are we too concerned about the first round picks if we, if we're adding that player to take because, us over the hump to getting into the Super Bowl? Because you still got to play the games and you still got to win or lose them. So we still don't know those outcomes yet because we can still say that these people who take these picks, you know, end up with good talent and still be a good team that, that's understandable you still you still don't know what your outcome is going to be as far as that particular season but still I mean, you still got to pick right i mean you know we brought we were talking about Dak prescott earlier and who would have known that you was going to get Dak what in the fourth round or whatever and look what he ended up being mm-hmm. a game manager However, it, it could be that. <laughs> I mean, let's, let's, hey, he threw he threw for a whole lot. He threw for a whole lot let's, of yards for a game remember, manager. Let's remember who was leading the league or second into leading the league before the injury. Hey, really? uh, he threw a whole lot of yards for, for being a game manager. See what the, what the record was for the Dallas Cowboys at that time. I believe it was oh, two man. and three, wasn't it? They were sub five hundred. Mm, a two and three record with a top two quarterback in the NFL. Top two, who? Who? He was before the injury. That's what I'm trying to say. He don't was be ridiculous. Uh, no, no, don't, be, don't be ridiculous. No, don't be ridiculous, bro. Don't be ridiculous. So, he <laughs> so, wait, wait. so you're telling me Dak wasn't top two in the league? No, 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 no. In yards, he wasn't. 
No. Okay. And, and I'm sorry. I'm, okay. I'm sorry, Joe. But if you if you are throwing your way back into the game, those are all empty list stats to me. Okay. Because no, no, those those are Kirk Cousins yards, empty that, calories. No, that no, no that ain't Kirk. Oh, Ryan Tannehill yards. Oh, now nah, here he come. Okay. <laughs> okay. So so, Shake, since you bring that up, also again, shout out to Mace Taggart. And actually, Quint, actually, Quint Riddle, actually, because he brought this to my attention. Go look up the the the, the Tennessee Titans defensive rankings for last year. Who? I want to shake because he always want to take a shot at Ryan Tannehill every chance he gets. But going back to you, going back to Dak Prescott, Joe, because I remember watching the Dallas Cowboys pretty closely when Dak Prescott was in the is in the starting lineup. He did not help your team win games when he was sitting back throwing picks and and fumbling. Okay. So, with that being said, he put his team in situations where they had to be throwing themselves back into the football game. But let's All be right. honest here. Come on, let's be honest here. The defense did not play Joe, a part. Joe, to Joe, Joe. I'm no, just give me a second wait, 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 wait. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on. Did the defense not play a part with all that, with Dak has to constantly keep coming back on the field? Mm-hmm. Any quarterback, any offense that had to keep coming back on the field because the defense either kept giving up the big plays or whatever. Like, you mean a one you get you throw an interception and then you're right back on the field in one play. My, my question is, you throw that interception, but you put your defense in a worse situation by putting the opposing offense on the short field. True, that's true. So, do I, so I think you 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 take off maybe twenty one points if you don't throw if you don't for, turn the ball over. Not only just him too. Zeke fumbled the ball too. Yeah, Zeke Zeke's another problem because I feel like he 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 made Andy Dalton look a whole lot. Well, he made Andy Dalton look bad in general by turning the ball over. <laughs> I think Zeke oh. might be uh, Zeke. Zeke might be the kid. Might be might might be turning into the test case of why you don't give running backs big contracts. Well, didn't isn't that what Pittsburgh showed Le'Veon Bell? Yeah, it's, that's right. That's right. Not just Pittsburgh. The Chargers yeah. with with Melvin Gordon. Because um, I'll tell, tell it to you like this: last season for for Zeke was not good. He was not. That was not a good season last season. Did, did he, he get over a thousand? No. No, nine hundred something. No, nine hundred something. He aver- I mean, he average. He had his lowest yards per carry average. Lowest yards. It, yeah, was not a good season for him. Tied for the most fumbles ever. I mean, he's had fumbling problems since he came since he came into the league, but it's, they just got worse every year. Not getting any better. So, but, but the offensive line has also deteriorated too over the yes, years. Yes, they have. Yes, they have. And it don't matter who you have in the backfield. Your offensive line, if you don't have that, you know, I don't care who you is. And you know, I think a lot of people, when you talk about Dak, I mean, I think Dak is a very good quarterback. I don't think he's, I don't think he's a game changer in my I opinion. I think, I think he's very good. I, I, I just don't think. I don't think he's like a, a game breaker 
right? Like if you give them, you give them, the, you give them the receivers, you give them the O line, give them the running back. Well, get, damn, have it. You got everything. You got everything. And he'll and he'll play his role. And he'll play his role. <laughs> and you know what? That's why they make the playoffs in 2019. Man, because they make, they when make it was when it was Dak in 2019, when it was Dak's time to step up his game to win the game, what did he do, Joe? Bumble. Is, are, are you are, are you are you aware that he has the most game-winning drives in his first three seasons of any quarterback in NFL history? Number that's, one. That's he has nice. what? He has a what? 14 game-winning drives in his first three seasons in the league. That's number one. All right, okay. So, I mean, you got, in my opinion, you look, I'm looking at the defense saying, Oh, my God. <laughs> it's the defense fault now. <laughs> the defense is, bro, the defense has not. Well, I mean, they got a lot of highly paid players our, on their our, defense, but that defense our, is not good. Our secondary has been trash since T.O. been over there, okay? <laughs> so, <laughs> listen. I mean, when T.O. was there, we had guys in the secondary. Come on, Ant. You remember Roy Williams? I couldn't stand that dude. You know, R- R- Barry Church. Come on, people. Now, now we got guys like you moving from safe from corner to safety, from safety to corner. You don't know what you want to do. You had Byron Jones. You let him go to the Dolphins. Now what? Now what? We're projected to get another corner. Like what is going on? Like we just can't keep a secondary for nothing. Hey, you still you got Earl you still have an opportunity. You have an yeah. opportunity to get Earl. Why you ain't going to get Earl? That, that, listen, that's Jerry's fault. Listen, <laughs> listen. I'm trying to tell you. Listen, I've said it before. I hate to say this, but listen, the Cowboys is not going to win nothing until <laughs> Jerry is out of there. Like, I'm sorry, it's not happening. We're going to see other people post up that trophy, and we're going to still be looking back to 1995. Didn't 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 Earl didn't Earl Thomas look at Jerry Jones and say, "Come get me"? No, not, not Earl. Not, I mean, not to not to Jerry. He did it to Jason Garrett. Jason Garrett. Jason he said, Garrett. "Yeah." He's like, get, "Come get me." Yeah. He chased him down in the locker room <laughs> in the tunnel. <laughs> he chased him down in the tunnel and told him to come get me. And when I first saw it, I thought he was confronting Jason Garrett about something. I'm like, oh, he was. He, something happened in the game no, that I was going to yeah, he's like, come get me, and, and hey. it never happened. And I'm like, the man's out there sitting on his couch, and Jerry still ain't like, I don't know what you're doing, man. Hey. And then our, our defense is out here getting looking like Iraq out there, bombs galore. <laughs> <laughs> oh man! Oh man! Yeah, no, that it's yeah that that that's 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 pretty accurate. Although, if I'm the Seahawks. Earl Thomas, you can't fly back with the team, man. You got to find your own way back home. If if you go to the coach of the other team and say, "Come get me," no, you ain't flying back with the team, bro. That dude's a savage, though. I'll never forget he when he got injured that year, and he gave and he, he gave finger, put, he gave the finger to his own team. Man, that man went hard. <laughs> that man, man was went like, hard. Man, screw y'all. That's not a leader, but he went hard though. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, I I think when you look at it, because he was. An integral part of that 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 Legion of Boom, but he wasn't the leader of the Legion of Boom. Mm-mm. 
uh, Richard Sherman was that was the leader. Uh, of the it was Earl. It was Earl. Earl might have been the most talented, but I'm Earl, talking about Earl the been leader. There the longest. I'm talking about the leader. It was Earl. It was know. Earl and Cam. It was Earl know. and Cam. I don't know. I don't know about. I don't know about that one. I don't know. I just don't know. I but built the Legion me- of Boom. What on Madden? What yes, I about? built. I built them. <laughs> I'm not even playing. I'm not even playing. <laughs> I built the Legion of Boom. This is back when, when, when Josh Portis was on the was on the Seattle Seahawks as I their think, quarterback. Um, you, you gotta stop. You gotta stop making these Madden arguments, man. They don't make you look good, bro. I'm telling you, I be building these things before they come out, and then that make me look like a genius. People be sleeping. People be sleeping on 2K and Madden, but. It, cl- it paints a clear picture how first you want all, your team to look. First of all, when it comes to Madden, I'm in a coma. I'm not even sleeping on it. I'm in a coma. I'm done with that game. <laughs> and 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 I just I just heard they're they're making NCAA, uh, another NCAA game. Have mercy on all of us because they've they they it's a, it's a shame what they've done to Madden. But that being said. All I know is everywhere Richard Sherman goes, that defense becomes top ten on on site. And Earl Thomas, once the, the the pieces of the Legion of Boom left, things went downhill real quick. Uh, I I just think that was just that was just right place, right time for Richard Sherman for him to come to the Niners because you gotta look at what they had in, in their front seven. Like mm-hmm. those are all Pro Bowl players. Uh huh. I so, mean, but he had Pro Bowl players at at Seattle too. He had Bobby Wagner out there. Who's, up front. who's still playing on a high level? So I mean, you know what I mean. I mean, he. I mean, let's be let's keep it a buck. Richard Richard Sherman, a Hall of Famer. Let's keep it a buck. He a Hall of Famer. When it's all said and done, he gonna be a Hall of Famer. That's so, debatable, but okay. I don't. I don't know, man. That's he debatable. Might, Joe, what is, you think, man? What you he think? Is, he is the um, best zone quarterback of his time. Okay. That, they, as long as he says zone. Yeah. As long as he said zone. Because Richard Sherman, yeah, man or man. Right. I'm not I talking do. about that. I'm talking I about know, zone. That's what I'm saying. As long as you say zone, I mean, I could probably say he's one of the best zone guys out there. I mean, I mean for his age. Is is Ronde Barber in the Hall of Fame? I think so. Ronde Barber, yes. I think so. I think so. Yeah. If he isn't, he should be. But I'm I'm pretty sure that he is. Wait, wait. Are you asking is he in now or should he be? I'm asking you, is he in right now? And oh, if I he's... don't think he is right now. Okay, so I rest my case then. He's his own corner on one of the best defenses of all time. One, how many rings? One ring. So Ron Ronde Barber is on the short list. He's a fi- He's a final. He was a he was a finalist this year to be in the Hall of Fame. And he's been retired for how long? A minute. So. Is Richard? Do we really think Richard Sherman is a Hall of Famer? Hold on a second. But but also, but John Lynch retired a long time ago too, and he just and made it to the Hall of Fame. Made it to the Hall of Fame. I mean, I, I felt like I felt like John got in because he's a general manager now. 
But no, he got in. He got in. You know, when they're doing this Hall of Fame, they're they're basing it off of his play. It ain't about him being a GM now. Yes, it is. Havoc. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised. I mean, Once just based 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 on profession, just based on play alone, he's a Hall of Famer. He don't he don't need the GM part to get him into the Hall. It's not about it's it's about any it's in any business. It's not about what you know. In this in this particular conversation, it's not how good you played. It's about who you know. I I strongly believe, strongly believe, when John Lance got that general manager seat, he got put in the right room with the right people to put him in the Hall of Fame. <clears throat> well, I mean, considering that the journalists put you in the Hall of Fame, you know, look, in any industry. There's a term called greasing the wheels. I'm not saying John Lynch is above greasing the wheels. Because if if I look at dudes like Drew Pearson, who just made it to the Hall of Fame this year, but for the past 10 years, every year he does not make it, his family records him being heartbroken and puts it on the internet. <laughs> I, look, I, if, I'm, if I'm John Lynch, I'm not trying to be Drew Pearson out here 70-something years old begging to get into the hall. You know what I'm saying? That's true. Well, you look at Zach Thomas, he ain't in the hall either, so... Yeah, he'll be there eventually. He'll be there. Eventually? Uh, well, just to touch on this real fast, I feel like that's a slap in the face you put Calvin Johnson in before you put Zach Thomas up in there. I mean, come on now. <laughs> come on Megatron, now, what? Megatron had a 2,000-yard season. That, that's nice. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but wait, but wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. But Zach Thomas was knocking people out, man, in his first, like, you know, you're in the league, like, for an undersized linebacker. Zach Thomas is a no-doubt, no-brainer Hall of Famer to me. He's a no-brainer Hall of Famer to me. But Hey, check this out. Hey, I, 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 I want to I bring this up real quick. I was listening to one of uh, – I listened to the Fish Tank, and one of my favorite guests – was Kim Bo Camper. Uh, I really suggest you should listen to it because not only does it give you an insight about um, the Dolphins, but a good insight on the NFL as well. I'm going to bring out uh, my second insight right after I bring this one up. Um, I, I, you guys heard of Nick Bacani? You mean Nick, bon- Nick Bonacani? Yeah, Nick Bonacani, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was saying that he should have been, he should be in the Hall of Fame. He said it's a crime that he's not. Because number one, he was an all-pro. He was an all-pro not only as a tackle, but an all-pro as a guard. He was in, he played in all five Super Bowls that the Dolphins were in. And on top of that, he said one time, he said for eight weeks, he broke his back, like his back, whatever. And... Um, Monday through Saturday, he'd be in a cast, and then Saturday night they cut it off and he play. And after the game, they put him back into the cast for another till until the the following week. He's like, he goes, he goes. If that man isn't in the Hall of Fame, he goes, it's a shame that he's not in the Hall of Fame. It's like, damn, that kind of messed my head too. Imagine that, all pro, not. Pro Bowl, all pro in two positions and five Super Bowl appearances and not in the Hall of Fame. Hey, look, when it comes to offensive linemen, 
I think the, the, the standard is clearly set. You gotta be the guy to get in. The 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 proof is in the pudding that it's about stats, basically. Yeah. Richmond Webb can't even get into the Hall of Fame. It ain't about it ain't about stats, man. I'm telling you, it ain't about stats. It's about who you know. To get in the Hall of Fame, you think yes. so? Absolutely. Where's Randy? Where's Randy Moss right now? Randy Moss is, is in the he, Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Okay. Where's he work at though? Yes. Yeah. All right then. <laughs> Randy Moss got like Randy Moss is like, come on now. I'm that, just that, saying if if Randy Moss a, Randy Moss is a first ballot Hall of Famer. Yeah. Why? But why wasn't To a first ballot Hall of Famer? Because journalists because don't like To. Yeah, Skip Bayless. People like mm-hmm. Skip Bayless was the reason why. He wasn't put in the Hall of Fame. Skip Bayless was the one trashing this man's name every chance he got. You know what I'm saying? When you have all these people that stuck up for T.O. all these years, from people in the locker room, Skip Bayless also countered it with saying people in the lo- that he had people in the locker room that said T.O. you know was a negative person or whatever. So it's like we don't know what the other journalist was thinking or heard about T.O. as well. I just know off of what Skip Bayless always talks about. So when you have people like that, that's a reason why some people are not getting in. So you but, think his voice has so that much reach to keep him out of the Hall of Fame for two straight tries? Not just that, not just him. I mean, just whoever else is. Journalists um, are mad petty, bro. Journalists it, it, are it, mad. It, it was petty. funny. It was really funny that on the NFL Network when they had their top 100 players of all time, and they had Steve Largent on the list. And I can't remember Jerry Rice, Randy Moss, but there was no T.O. on the list as far as top receivers of all time. And I remember Deion Sanders asking asking the the lady reporter why wasn't he on on the top one hundred? It was it, she 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 was she was forcing it, trying tried her best not to point out the real reason why he wasn't in the top one hundred receivers of all time. Well, top one hundred players. Mad petty, time. bro. I'm sure. I mean, think I'm think sure. think 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 of it like this. At the time Dan Marino retired, he had all the records, right? Like, he basically had all the records when he retired. He was not a unanimous selection for the Hall of Fame. Some of these journalists, they got an axe to grind, bro. And there were quite a few that had an axe to grind against T.O. They knew they couldn't keep him out forever, but they did keep him from being a first ballot Hall of Famer. Uh, that's disrespectful, to be honest. I've, if it doesn't, if it doesn't have first ballot at the, at the beginning of it, then what is what is the Hall of Fame really at that time? I mean, I mean, look, I think if you look at To's accomplishments, he's top five in everything. Top he's, he's three, top three, basically. basically. <laughs> so there, there, there's not a, a statistical argument you can make about you know To not being in the Hall of Fame. Journalists are petty. Like, there are people who are, and it's not just football. Like, Derek Jeter wasn't a unanimous Hall of Fame selection. Mariano Rivera wasn't a unanimous Hall Like, there are people who actually left, left these guys off their ballots. <laughs> so, you got you to look at the guys doing the voting, man. That's true. Uh, to be fair, to be fair, uh, it was only one guy that didn't vote for J- Derek Jeter. So, it's like 9 out of 10. But how, but how, but how, but how do you even get one guy? You know what I mean? Like everybody, everybody has their opinion. I can understand if it was majority said that they didn't want to and say he's not like it's impossible. 
Everybody got an opinion. Well, that's a shitty opinion. <laughs> All mm-hmm. right. Uh, last last topic of the day. Last topic of the day. Right. So JJ Watt ended up getting released from out of Houston, Texas this week. Um, I just wanted to go over real fast the credentials we got going on here. He was a five-time Pro Bowler, five-time All-Pro, 10 seasons with the Houston Texans. They had over 101 sacks, two 20-sack seasons in the 2012 season, the 2014 season, was a defensive player of the year, 2012, 2014, 2015. Also won the NFL Walter Walter Payton Player of the Year Award with – during the Harvey, the Hurricane Harvey season, excuse me. Mm-hmm. Now, with JJ Watt being 32 years old next month, what is the best possible landing spot for JJ Watt? Green I say Bay. Play with his brothers. Green Bay. Green they Bay. They need defense. Um, history just tells me New England. Mm, I don't know, man. I think New JJ, England, JJ, JJ, New JJ. Take, New England yeah. take big time names like this for a year. Mm-hmm. You know, think, especially I, with what with the with what they did this past season and whatever. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I see them or um, Pittsburgh. I can see Pittsburgh because you know his brother worked. His brother played there, but JJ's at a point in his brothers. career, man. He's traveling with yeah, both yeah, his brothers actually. But he's at a point. He's trying. He's trying to win something. So if you're trying to win something, I don't know if going to New England is. Yeah, I was right going to say it's a totally different story now. You ain't got Tom Brady there. Mm-hmm. Now, ain't no right. players going to be taking no discounts well, to go to New England. They won I, full you know, price. For me, well, I would listen, say I'm looking at Pittsburgh and I'm looking at Green Bay. Listen, take a pay cut. If you go to Pittsburgh, you're taking a pay cut anyway. So if you're taking a pay cut and you want to win, man, you better jump on one of these teams like Kansas man. City. Like, and why would you want to go right to Pittsburgh, now? though, if you want to win a championship? You want to go well, to I Kansas mean, but, City. But no, no, but that's just the you might go to Tampa. To play with his brother. <laughs> the Pittsburgh thing yeah. is to play with his brothers. That's something they always said they wanted to do. That's what that would be about. But I feel like if he goes anywhere else, it'll be for the championship and it'll be probably a, you know, one of those championship type teams that has that a potential well since we have in the hall of fame conversation do you think jj watt will be a first battle hall of famer without that super bowl ring i, I I'll, I'll tell you this much yes. the second the second he picked up all them groceries and gave them and raised all that money for for all them people in houston that was that was the nail in the coffin he's in <laughs> he's in that was a nail in the coffin he's in first battle hall of fame shake you think so too yeah i could see it it's just, it's just because uh, his, his his run was so strong. I'm talking about multiple 20-plus – man had multiple 20-plus I mean, like best defense of everything in franchise over there? At one point in time, he was going to go down as the best defensive player of all time. Mm-hmm. Then the injuries came, right? Yeah, then the injuries yeah. came. So yeah. I, I say, man. Uh, the only defensive lineman I've seen more, like in terms of just dominance on par with with JJ, is probably two guys. It's probably Aaron Donald and Reggie White. Lawrence Taylor. Lawrence Taylor was a linebacker. Well, a pass rusher. I'm talking about exclusively D line. 
Technically, is it still a, pa- a pass versus a pass? Was it? And we 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 talking about? We, okay, we're talking about in the eighties, and the Giants are running a four three defense. So you know what I mean. But he rushed the pass at all. He did, but he was a linebacker. Hmm. Y'all older than us. What y'all think? <laughs> I mean, both of y'all are saying the same thing. I just think it's all it's just broken down by position. <laughs> I'm talking about I'm talking about exclusively D lineman. You're talking about a D lineman, a defensive end, defensive tackle, and he's mentioning linebacker, which is just a pass rusher off the edge. Yeah. I, I mean, mean like listen, you, same difference. You know. But if you want to make that argument, then you're talking more about the Vaughn Millers is more of a of a of a comparison to Lawrence Taylor. I would say than a than a, a JJ Watt, but mm. hey, yo, real quick though, let me ask Joe before we go it's traditional. Give me your top quick, quick, real quickly your top three wide receivers and your top three quarterbacks. Oh, top three wide receivers are oh, Jerry Rice. Um. Oh man. The second one shouldn't be should be hard to think about. It should be T.O. T.O. <laughs> or Randy Walls. But I think, yeah, I like both of them equally to me. But um I'm gonna have to go with T.O. My man. <laughs> Cause they tried T.O., man. You know, I mean, for a guy like Ant brought up this guy, Nick. With the body cast all week long and having to come out there and play again, we got a dude who had his ankle broken and missed the whole rest of the season and missed the whole playoffs and came back and was the best player in the Super Bowl and lost. Yeah, that's a fair point. Okay, so 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 I'm I'm assuming Randy Moss is your number three. Yes. Okay, so now I ask for the three, the top three quarterbacks right now. Top three quarterbacks. Um Joe Montana. Um he's number one or he's number three. He's number one. Ha! <laughs> Please continue. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna rock with uh You want to rob? I'm gonna rob with Dan Marino. Dan Marino did. Dan Marino did a lot of stuff during a lot of physical physical times. How that henny taste, Shake? How that henny taste? <laughs> it's good. <laughs> okay, Joe Montana, Dan Marino. And, um, I mean, I'm not. I don't want to put Tom Brady up in this, but um. Man, you can't deny the man for what he's done. No matter what, however you feel about him, I think so, I would put him at my number three too. I'll put him there, you know, <laughs> just for his accomplishment and off of just his strength because he won this year. I mean, I don't know. I don't, if I could think of anybody else, I pro- if he didn't win this year, and I could think of somebody else right now, I, I would have put them there probably. But it, had to be, it, it would have to been a strong argument on why that person would have been there over him. 
I 100% respect that, Joe. <laughs> but hey, everyone's entitled to their opinion. <laughs> All right, fellas. Uh, final thoughts before we end up closing this out. Uh, as always, pleasure to come on here, chop it up. Appreciate our special guest, Joe, coming on. No problem. Putting us up, on, putting, me. Putting us up on game. Uh, as always, man, it's a pleasure. Thank you, know, you thank you. Yeah, man, I hope he could come on a little bit more, you know, a little more frequent. Because, uh, yo, I tell you what, this is my brother. You know, we we, we don't have, we're not related, we're not blood relatives, but he's my brother, you know what I'm saying? We've been, we've been, we've been rocking for so long that, you know what I mean? No matter what, man, we, we family. And I appreciate him for coming on, man. Thank you. No problem, though. Absolutely. We most definitely appreciate you coming on, Joe. Uh, hopefully we can have you back on sometime in the near future. Uh, honestly, I'm actually looking forward to seeing what the Dallas Cowboys do in 2021 as far as Dak Prescott is concerned. Um, yes. But to those in the chat, I appreciate everybody that came through in the chat. Lighten up the comment section. Uh, also, be sure to go ahead and hit that like button. Um, <clears throat> we going to be back. Wednesday evening, 9 p.m. Eastern time. Like I said, be sure to go ahead and hit that like button, subscribe button, most definitely share. You can also listen to us on other streaming platforms, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Anchor. This is not for debate. We're up out of here, man. Peace. Peace out. Peace.